Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1369, air date November 30th, 2023. Our former uh, senator over there. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, it's it's a pleasure to welcome you today. Um, how are you doing? Good. Now, where are you out of? Arizona? Oh, yeah. Um, I, I have a little gimmick. I... I'm the supreme governor of the Church of Arizona because I don't give too much credibility to the uh, election that I ran in for the Arizona governor. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I ran aside Harry uh, Lake, and uh, you know we're the we're even like the only candidates willing to debate, whereas the current winner or the so-called winner, Katie Hobbs, um, and, and you have experience in Arizona, which I do want to get into. Um, And I also know that there's a lot of fake stuff, okay? So you have to be very careful with this. Um, Meaning a lot of people came after our work um, and did not really do any real engineering systems analysis. They threw all sorts of stuff out there. And this is unfortunate because there are real issues with chain of custody, with having to do with signature verification, These are two of the most important pillars that still are yet to be addressed. Meanwhile, people were getting involved in a lot of the oohs and ahs of a lot of nothing burgers. And this is what I call the disinformation that happens to hide the real issues. So you have two levels of deception now taking place in the world. One is the obvious deception, which denies anything's happening, any malfeasance. And the next is, those who jump on board either for malevolent reasons or for grifter reasons and start throwing everything uh, but the kitchen sink out there without any real scientific understanding. And that occurred in Arizona. And I saw that occur. So we have to be very, very careful because a lot of people don't know math. They don't know engineering. They don't know pattern analysis. They don't do the work. They just want to grift. So you have to be very, very careful. So there is significant issues with chain of custody, and there is issues with signature verification, which is what I did in two studies. You know, and we didn't get paid for any of that. We did it because we love this country, we care for it. A lot of people, Trump made about half a million dollars on this. A lot of people in Arizona made tens of millions of dollars on this. So I'm a little bit um, sensitive to this because not for the monetary reason, but more for the fact that people are bullshitting people on both sides. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Um, You know, I've, I've, you know, I see a lot of, you know, propaganda, um, you know, it's especially in the fog of war situation between quote unquote Israel and Palestine. Um, uh, 
free Palestine, by the way. Yeah, free Palestine. <laughs> um, so uh, you know, you're you're uh, you're the inventor of email. Um, you know, I want to get into that before you know uh, we get into you know anything else because you know I there's a there's this uh been this uh thank you by the way fog of propaganda occurring where the inventor of text messages has been credited for Mike, let's, your let's be, work. Let's, yeah, let's be very clear. The guy didn't even invent text messages. Here's the bottom line. The simple exchange of text messages between electronic devices, that credit goes to Samuel Morse. Okay? All right? Sending text messages. And... Uh, what they've done or what you call electronic messaging. So if you look at the broad aspect of sending messages between computers or between electronic devices, I mean, that's goes back a long time. Um, but now you have to start looking at systems, you see? So if you look at email, which is really a system, this is very, very simple, but um, a lot of people over the age of 40 will know this because email was the, electronic emulation of another very important system that was all paper-based. If you went into an office prior, some offices still have this, but in the 1970s and prior to that, going all the way back to the 20s, um, most organizations, most offices were, um, you know, we all, a lot of us work from home now, but in offices, they were different physical offices. Each office had a secretary, different secretary's boss and those kind of things. And these offices were interconnected with pneumatic tubes, with mail, inter-office mail personnel who'd go back and forth. Uh, they'd be delivering mail from one office to another. And it was a paper-based mail system. The medium was a proverbial memo. The memo was this document, typically on paper, always on paper, at a very particular structure to, from, subject. Um, if you, sometimes you were writing a memo to your boss and you may want to carbon copy someone in hr if you were hiring someone and in those situations you would literally take a copy of that memo which you would have to type using a carbon paper between two pieces of paper that was called a carbon copy cc sometimes you would blind carbon copy someone you wouldn't put their name in the cc list for you know whatever reasons Okay, secretive reasons. Um, you would sometimes do attachments. Sometimes you want registered mail. You want to send it to someone. You want them a notification. Very complex processes. Um, you would have something called an inbox. This was a physical metal box, an outbox. You have a drafts box. And you had all these file folders. You had paper clips. You see, we take a lot of this for granted, but these were important, literally, you know, like you would have your car, right? You have all these different parts. And that makes the car. Um, if you didn't have a carburetor, the car ain't going to work, right? Or uh, the, uh, you know, the um, different joints, right? So this was a very complex system, about 100 different components that literally drove this machinery called the inner office mail system. Now, I was asked to convert that system into the electronic form, which no one had done before. Now, in these old mainframes, you could send simple text messages. Those were little short messages people would send the data center guys. That's not what we're talking about. And that's what I converted, worked day and night, you know, 50,000 lines of code, 
in a program called Fortran, which only, you know, those days the computers only had 7K of memory. So I had to write the memory managers. Looking back was quite extraordinary. And I did that as a 14 year old kid. And so I captured every one of those components, those parts, the inbox, the outbox, the folders, um, address book, paper clips. We could do broadcast mail sometimes. This is in a hospital. The secretary may want to send to all the departments, the surgery department, the uh, physiology department, et cetera, right? What you would today call email marketing, you say, newsletters. Um, so it's a lot of a lot of work, uh, far different than this doofus who has a little beard and looks like a nerd claiming, by the way, he, to his own admission, says he didn't invent email. What he did was add text to the bottom of a file um, using two existing programs, send message and CPY net in 15 minutes. That's not email. The fact that it was conflated and marketed by Raytheon, a defense company, using the ad symbol, that's the real story because my invention of email, it's black and white. I wrote all the code, I have the code, you know, I named it email, a term never used before, and I have the US freaking copyright. I mean, do I have to be a white guy with blue eyes, my last name? Be a particular name to get credit for this it's ridiculous same story occurred with philo farnsworth who was a white guy who did it on a farm in idaho and it took him 60 years to get credit because rc and stanford stole another real important common threads between my story and philo stories we did it outside of the military industrial academic complex i did it before i came to mit but when i came to mit i did many many things which i was adorned with all sorts of awards front page of many things because it was done at MIT. You see within their bastion of where you go and you can drop out like Bill Gates or Mark Zuckerberg, then you're cool. But the problem they have is I'm still alive. All the data's there. The facts are unequivocal. Email was invented by a 14-year-old kid in a small medical college in Newark, New Jersey, solving a civilian problem. So it's so uh, insane that I even, it's like, it's, it's like even, it's like the insanity of this. A friend of mine who used to be the editor or the owner of Business Insider said, you know, the real story here is why is there even a fucking controversy? That's the real story. To claim that you attach text to a bottom of a file, that's email as we know it today. Bullshit. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. So that there you go yes i invented email i did it before i came to mit never wanted credit for it um, it went into the smithsonian in 2011 because when my dear mom was dying in a suitcase she'd saved everything the editor of time in fact i have the suitcase right here the the editor of time magazine was the first guy to talk about this he wrote a story called the man who invented email the only journalist who went to, through the material it's quite extraordinary quite extraordinary right the world we live in now, the levels of deception that are taking place. So, uh, yeah, you've had a, you've, uh, you're, you're now running for president. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you've met, you've met three criteria for me that, you know, a lot of candidates have failed, either failed or, um, don't have your level of, you know, notoriety. Um, you know, you have, uh, you're, you're, uh, you're against Zionism, and you support uh, liability for pharmaceutical companies. Is that right? <laughs> well, here's the deal, right? The 
you know, you got to understand that I actually do research as a systems biologist. I've been doing this for umpteen years, also in the field of AI since I was, again, for probably about 45 years. Um, what people need to understand is that all of these guys running for office, first of all, about a half a billion people throughout the world know who I am and know about our movement. And this is what concerns them because in 2020, 2021, we got our news out there everywhere. People know who's a real fighter. And this is what concerns them because I'm not in the left or right camp and no one controls me. So I was just on the phone talking to a journalist earlier and she was saying, oh my God, they actively go to conceal you. But here's the problem that they're having. The more they try to conceal me, people are saying, wait a minute, Dr. Shiva is the one who did the fire Fauci campaign. Dr. Shiva is the one who came out against lockdowns. Dr. Shiva is the one who gave us protocols and he saved hundreds of millions of people's lives. Before, you know, and I didn't even make a penny off talking about, uh, you know, vitamin D, you know, uh, quercetin, zinc. I gave a whole protocol. Others took it and bottled it, you know. So people know and people are looking at this nonsense and they're wondering, why isn't this guy being interviewed by mainstream media? But they go find a brown, dark skinned, brown nosed, big pharma, Brahmin, brown noser, and they push him. And then they push booby fucking Kennedy, who promoted lockdowns. So they're seeing that. The PSYOP, we live in a world of theater now. Guys like me who are the real fighters and the people who actually do the real work, the hard work, they attempt to make us invisible. But they have a problem here because we got the story out and there's a lot of smart people out there on this planet among 8 billion people. And they're watching this and they're learning at a very deep level, the level of deception. So, yeah. So, you know, I was the first guy. I was doing this back in 2019. I ran some of the biggest protests, not only in my scientist and an engineer, but I've been an activist. I know how to organize people. I organized one of the largest protests, mobilized people in New Jersey to stop the vaccine mandates, force them to table the bill. Booby fucking Kennedy was running around saying, oh, let's negotiate with Democrats. This guy's a fucking fool. He comes from a family of organized criminals. He thinks he's going to create safe vaccines. That's his shtick. My position is the 1962 Vaccination Act should be completely removed. The government has no right into your body, period. It's a very clear line. You, you see the difference? So um, the deception that's taking place is people on both wings of the establishment are taking an issue. They act like they're fighting for us, but the reality is they still want to keep the status quo, but they're trying to massage a solution. You say? that is still against people. So uh, under a potential Shiva presidency, uh, would there be repercussions for mismanagement related to what I've come to call COVID-1984? Well, look, this is what needs to happen. The 1962 Kennedy Vaccination Act that John Kennedy passed should be repealed. And I say that as an engineer and as a biological engineer and as a scientist who's known as one of the leading guys in the world on the immune system. And why do I say that? When the 1962 Vaccination Act was passed, it was done with a very, very rudimentary understanding of the immune system. They just had two boxes, you know, innate and adaptive, and that was it. Well, my work, you know, my PhD work and more recent work shows that the immune system is very complex. It includes the interferon system. It includes the gut-brain axis, you know, the vagus nerve. Um, and to say that 
one person's immune system is the same as another and everyone should get the exact same intervention is just nuts. You know, the real issue is not even about vaccines or not vaccines. And this is where, you know, you know, my presidency and what I focus on, I've been doing it in all of our town halls, which we run at every Thursdays at 11 a.m. and 8 p.m. We focus on one thing. You need to support your immune system. You need to create resilient immune systems. That's where the focus should be on. Now, that path leads to a very different set of solutions, which is we have to start looking at from the time a child is born. Do we allow the child to get exposed, you know, to play in dirt, what foods they're eating, all those kinds of things, you see? Um, and you also start recognizing that the immune system and the aging systems are very, very closely linked. You want to live long, create a, a strong, a resilient immune system. You want to die early, destroy your immune system. So that's what we should be talking about. Because what they're doing today to young people is they're isolating them in environments that they're not being exposed to specific antigens. So therefore their immune systems are weakened. It's like, you know, a guy not ever lifting weights or working out, you know, just becomes a blob of jelly. Um, you don't have any resilience in your body. So this is where the discussion needs to move to. And, you know, I what, what would I do as president? And I would do exactly what I'm doing right now, but we've reached about 8 billion people educating people on what is the immune system? How do you build immunity? Same stuff I did in 2020, all the hundreds of millions of people's lives I saved, we would do it on a much broader scale. So the real issue is, you know, my run for president building our movement for truth, freedom, health is already helped many, many people. We've reached about a half a billion people. We're gonna continue doing that. The question is, um, do people wanna let go of their reliance on the swarm, as I say, you, you know, do they wanna let go on relying on the people from above who have no none of our interests at heart. Booby Kennedy has no interest of our heart, neither does Trump, neither does, you know, Vivek the Snake or Nikki Haley, all of these people, they're all, or Biden or any, any one of them, right? They live in their own little worlds that is completely divorced from the lives of everyday working people. So uh, what are your thoughts on the concept of localities experimenting with various forms of governance? Align with the preferences of their demographics, be it anarcho-capitalism, socialism, monarchy, or others, uh, would you characterize your campaign as favorable towards decentralization and local governance? Yeah, but I would even go deeper. Let me tell you, you know, my journey since I experienced what I saw the caste system in India as a very young child. I was very motivated on a personal level to really understand why were these systems of oppression. So I studied everything I could get a hold of, left wing, right wing, the works of Thomas Paine, John Locke, Lenin, Marx, you know, uh, Bakunin, right? Uh, all, all these guys, right? And what you find with all the names that I just mentioned, you know, if you want to give them the benefit of the doubt, let's say they were sincerely trying to figure out the human condition. Um, most of their efforts or their approach to looking at the world and social systems were based on philosophy, philosophical ideas, right? Using, let's say, you know, German, uh, you know, uh, philosophy, right? Uh, the philosophy of Heidegger, right? Um, or 
you know, classical liberalism, right? Um, but these were all philosophical contexts. Um, so when you apply philosophical tools to understand the world, um, it's almost akin to applying philosophy to try to figure out um, electromagnetism, okay? You will come up with some ideas, right? Some conjectures, um, but you don't really understand what's really going on. And if you wanna give these people some uh, benefit, you can say, well, the physics, the science of understanding large scale systems really didn't come into being until probably the, you know, really the, the work of Ilya uh, Perjoni per in the 1950s, right? 1957, in that period. So in the works of physical chemistry. So what I'm sharing with you is, um, Engineering system science now gives us the approach, in particular with the contributions I've made in the field, to really see the world as it is and come up with actual principles. Engineering principles that you can you know, really understand physically. Um, and these principles um, are manifest in the field called control system science. Um, and what's interesting is the nine principles that exist in control system science Interesting enough, my Fulbright work revealed they also show up in ancient systems of yoga and systems of medicine. It's quite amazing. It turns out that the ancient yogis and rishis were actually engineering system scientists. But with these nine principles, which are grounded in reality, material reality that you can measure, understand, experience, they're not just philosophical ideas. We now have a much more profound way of really understanding large scale and small scale social systems your body which is a complex system or the uh, world um, anything and so that's what I teach every Mondays you know uh, we do two sessions uh, now we've trained other people to teach it but I used to teach this at MIT but without this understanding people are always in the cloud you know they clouded very nebulous ideas um, but engineering system science reveals some very fundamental principles one is the concept of motion movement of information matter and energy which you could say is freedom uh in the indian tradition it was called vatha the vatha principle in the engineering tradition it's called transport one of the um, nine principles but there's three central forces one is movement the second is conversion of information matter and energy conversion principle um, and that is about taking something from one form to another okay um, you do that every time you eat an apple, your body converts, digests, you get energy out of it, right? Or your CPU does it on your machine. You type in one plus one, it converts it to two. So the conversion principle exists everywhere in nature. In politics, it is really applying the scientific method, taking all sorts of ideas, you know, um, and then figuring out which one actually works. That's how truth is manifest through the scientific process of so truth, freedom are the processes of conversion and transport. And the third process, which comes from engineering physics, is really the concept of the structural or the storage piece, things that contain things. Your skeletal structure holds you and contains you. Um, the foundation of this house contains the building here, right? All the members and the joints and all that. Well, physical health, spiritual health, uh, economic health, is what sustains the society. So you see, 
we now have a framework. I'm, I'm not going to go through the whole training here, but um, and by the way, engineers understand this. Um, so now we can start looking at the questions you're saying. You know, what is how do you actually look at society? You say, how do you actually understand society from a standpoint of these principles? So you can say, okay, a particular culture, how much freedom do they have? Movement, how much truth do they have? Scientific infrastructure to really explore truth and how, what is their health? So these three things really give us a different way. Now, the principles that you refer to, decentralization, right? Um, match but in a much more accurate way with a phenomenon called self-organizing systems. So self-organizing systems um, are de, you know, not localized in one area, but what it also shows if you want to create change, you don't need to affect all 8 billion particles or all 8 billion people, right? You can affect a finite set of people by raising their consciousness to this understanding and you can change the world. So yeah, so um, unfortunately, a lot of the old stuff, libertarian philosophy, you know, everyone's trying to sort of get it, but they don't have the tools to um, really understand the physics. So they sort of get to certain points and then they don't. But engineering systems approaches will always deliver you the answer, the real answer um, versus sort of approximations. You know, I, I know a lot of bigwigs in the Libertarian Party and in the Green Party. I'm like a big third party aficionado. Uh -huh. you know, if, you know, if you would say, you know, I know Adam Kokesh, uh, Cynthia McKinney, a former Green Party candidate for president in uh, 2008. Uh, when, I, when I ran Jesse Ventura's campaign in 2020 for president, um, he... Uh, uh so she was his running mate on some of the ballots and uh you know i'm just uh you know i'm wondering uh who are you thinking about for a running mate or, or like a political coalition would you cooperate with national or state libertarian parties green parties as an independent candidate as you well, currently stand well, so here's the view okay the, first of all, the goal is, what is the end goal? What is the goal here? Um, ending all the conflict and progressing health, uh, truth, freedom, health, as you... Uh, there you go. There you go. So yeah. if the goal is truth, freedom... I remember that. <laughs> so the goal is truth, freedom, health. Those words are not just a slogan. They come from this very deep, 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 deep understanding. Um, and you guys should come to our open house. Um, this very fun foundational understanding of how systems work, these three forces, movement, conversion, and structure. And that's what truth for the health is. It's it's quite fascinating. Um, so what that reveals is to achieve truth, freedom, health, to achieve any significant change that liberates human beings and gives us, you know, these fundamental um solutions that has always come from following those principles okay um which has been through building these very very powerful bottoms up movements which are decentralized movements where people understand they become aware of the, the physics of how the world and things function from anything in the universe and 
without that understanding, we will always end up at the same point. So you look at the stupid Green Party, okay? Nice people in there, but look at the leadership. Jill Stein is basically a liberal Zionist, all right? Um, what do you think about Cynthia? I'm sorry. I, I'm supposed to speak with her. Um, I haven't spoken to her. Everyone wants me to speak to I, her. She's my I, mentor. I can I yeah. can arrange it. Yeah, so anyway, she I was- I would love, I, I just- No, 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 no but wait, wait, wait. We, she and I were supposed to speak yesterday. I think she was coming back from Asia. What I have heard peripherally about her, that she stood up against Zionism and they attacked her. So to me, that's a big plus in her favor, okay? She's invincible. Let me tell you just a little, you know, brief, uh, you know, glorification of her. I, I love her. She's she's my mentor. She's my friend. And, uh, uh -huh. you know, she she went she she went to Gaza in uh, 2009 on, on a boat. They sunk her boat. The IDF sunk her boat and kept her prisoner for seven days. That's you know, that's just oh, I, I, I absolutely I. You know, I, I, I ship it 100% if it could ever happen. Um, Dr. McKinney's been wanting to get into politics, but she doesn't want to head a ticket. Um, you know, she yeah, wants so we, to she, she join up with somebody. Yeah, so connect us up. You're a prime candidate for it. Yeah, I mean, I like, look, here's the bottom line. You have that other goofball, what's his name? Uh, the guy with the crazy hair, what's his name? Cornell West, you know? Yeah, they, Cornell West. Um, yeah, they pull him out of the closet every, you know, so often. Hey, one, one, one compliment I'll pay him. He uh, yeah. parted with the Crooked Green Party that, you know, I, well, worked, I, know, I tried to work with under Jesse Ventura, but they're yeah. just, they don't like winning. That's what I like to say about well, that. No, that's, continue. It's, it's more deeper than that. These people are either dopes or they're just doing this because they still want to be they're basically props that the establishment brings out um, to act like, you know, we have some radicals. And Cornell West is a, I consider him a complete fucking doofus because suddenly he's figuring out Bernie. Ooh, Bernie. <laughs> Ooh, Bernie supporting Biden. I mean, come on. I knew this, you know, you go, this is why understanding the dynamics, the systems, dynamics, principles is important. When I was 17, you know, this is when I, um, uh, realized that the establishment has its obvious uh, wings, right? The McConnells, let's say, on the on the right, or the uh, Clintons, right? The obvious establishment wings. Now, this is a harder thing for people to get. The establishment is not so dumb. You know, they also create the not so obvious versions of themselves, where they have people on the left and right who bark all these slogans and talk the talk, but they never walk the walk. You know you know, we must change or workers, you know, I'm a worker, right? Uh, on the other hand, they have freedom and all the stuff, right? Um, Tea Party on one wing, right? And, 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 you know, AOC and Bernie Sanders. But in 1984, when I was a kid, I saw this dynamics play out. Reagan and Mondale, the establishment candidates were running for office. Uh, you had the emergence of the Tea Party on the right. And then you had the Rainbow Party led, led by this guy jesse jackson complete opportunist scumbag and at the last minute he gets everyone excited young people excited that was his job like a fly trap suckers him in um and then he gives all the votes to mondale okay so this has become institutionalized now that's what fucking bernie's for bernie was uh, created 
to sucker all young people in and then give them to Hillary. And on the left and the right, you have both of these forces. That's what these people do. And to the extent they talk about creating an independent uh, campaign, independent party, it has nothing to do with building a movement. Bottoms up. That is very different. That's a lot of hard work. You have to have the right political framework. You have to get people on the ground and you have to have very clear principles. Now, the fact that Cornell West took him, I don't know how old the guy is, but took him 60 years, 70 years to figure out Bernie is not in the thing and to leave the Green Party. He's a dope. I mean, you know, you can't you can't really fault somebody who's well, a slow learner. But no, you can't no, make him on. president either. <laughs> I know what I'm saying. Come on. You've had a fucking lifetime. And if you don't get it by now, now I figured that out when I was 17. And I'm into building bottoms up movements. And you have to be very critical of these people because anyone who gets mainstream media attention, anyone, is just a character in their play. And this is what people need to get. They're all from the swarm. They all go out to the same parties. You know, they all hug each other when they're done. They're all brothers and sisters, like Cornell says. Come on. There is an us versus them. There is a divide. There is no fucking kumbaya. We have to build a bottoms up movement and we have to shatter the swarm. These people do not give a fuck about working people. Um, and that's why they're very, very circumspect about really saying anything about Zionism. Even go look at Jill Stein. She's a liberal fucking Zionist, right? Cornell West gives some talk about our children in Gaza. Well, are you against Zionism? Do you want to destroy Zionism, which is actually Nazism, which is no different than Brahmanism? No, they pussyfoot around because they have a lot of liberal Zionist friends. So this is a this is like the Zionism is one of those issues that exposes who these people are. And if they're always on or anytime mainstream media attention is that these are two litmus tests and there hopefully there'll be others. But people need to recognize that the only way the world has changed is through independent bottoms up self-organizing movements, bottoms up. It has never come from that. So sorry to shatter people's illusions. You know, these people may be nice to hang out with and I don't know, go, I don't know, go pick up some ice cream or something. But that's about it. Don't think of these people as your leaders because if they can't figure shit out and takes them this long, I'm sorry, smoking way too much weed or something. You know, so, uh, you know, speaking of smoking weed, um, <laughs> so uh, my former employer, uh, Jesse, yeah. Jesse Ventura, um, back in 2020, I was uh, his, uh, I co-chaired his uh, presidential exploratory committee. And, uh, you know, where's I, uh, Jesse now? Is he in uh, Mexico? Yeah, he, he, half the he's in mexico during the winter he's in the uh he's in minnesota during the uh, summer um i had a real falling out with him after he uh basically you know parroted the uh covid 1984 as i've coined it uh talking points um and uh you know, he just, he, he stuck by it so emotionally. And uh, he told me never to call him again after, you know, everything I had, you know, I'd done for him to try to make him president. You know, a Fox News poll once had him at 15%. I'll never forget, you know, how historic, what an exploratory committee could 
could do oh, that's pretty good. public opinion. But you got but this is a problem, you see. If you go look at the founders of this country, they actually worked. Most of them had ideas, they knew how to at least they had some skills. Um most of the quote unquote people who are called leaders, they don't have a lot of skills, man. They don't have a skill stack, they don't know a lot. So that's why they're promoted because you need dopes, you need puppets, you need people who are characters. They do not want everyday people actually work who, you know, you put me in front of people, people always say, wow, this guy's pretty cool. So they're very afraid to put me in front of any anyone. So they actually go to a lot of effects to sideline me because I'm articulate, I come across well, I have all the credentials. So this is an active process of intentional concealment of somebody who is a true American. So, yeah, so Jesse's problem is, you know, he doesn't have education. He's not trained, you know? Um, and he, and that's a problem with a lot of these people. They pick dopes. You know, the two meetings I had with Trump, he realized he's just a dope. He's, you know, wanted to be an actor. He was like, a, you know, a actor in the back room. They bring him out once in a while. And that's what these guys are. And the Zionist who run the United States, who occupy this country, they do not want any intelligent people. It's a threat to them. So that's the conditions that we live in. So that's why I hit Zionism very, very hard. Because what you see going on in Palestine, um, you know, in a very overt way, is not that different than in a mental way, the occupation of the United States has taken place at all levels, financial systems, entertainment systems, every level. But the United States is now occupied by Zionism. And you don't have to be Jewish to be a Zionist. Zionism by its nature is anti-Semitic. By its origin is anti-Semitic. And they have hijacked the Christian, quote unquote, Christian Zionist, which is an oxymoron, 60, 70 million of them, to think, you know, to this eschatological view of Christianity. So we live in this world of deception. We live in this world of uh, leaders, quote unquote, leaders who are puppets. Who don't have any training um but guess what you guys got someone like me now you got we have a whole movement and that's quite extraordinary our movement is the only force on this planet right now which is exposing these people which is relentless on not uh compromising people say oh dr shiva oh you don't like anyone it's like what are you fucking talking about the people i like are people like you everyday working people they think that 20 people that you see on the news stations who we should think about people who we should like. So we live in a very, very important time where the individual needs to really start respecting themselves, particularly people who work for a living, because we work, we make things, we produce stuff. These people don't produce anything. They're quote unquote at best entertainers and bad ones at that. So, you know, there's uh, there's been a, uh, in, again, there's been a huge demand for a third option this cycle. And, you know, I wish, you know, back when I was the head of, a, you know, a, you know, an enormous exploratory committee that this was the year that I had it. It's probably the year that I peaked, 2020. Um, but, uh, you know, I... Uh, you know, I, I've, you know, I've just, I love that there is finally a candidate, not only who can make a splash, but who, who meets my criteria of, you know, being aware of the COVID nineteen eighty four, and of, uh, and of the cruelty 
presented to us by the racist Zionist ideology. Yeah. Um, and so before uh, we conclude our discussion, I know you, you've been very valuable with your time thus far. Um, I must convey my heartfelt appreciation and deep reverence for the invaluable and profound movement catalyzed by truthfreedomhealth.com, which you spearhead. Uh, Truth Freedom Health's uh, visionaries principles have initiated a transformative wave emphasizing the monumental influence of systems science, uh, which you're an expert on, on every facet of our existence. Uh, uh, from fostering the synergy between mind and body, optimizing dietary habits for holistic well-being, to nurturing uh, act, to nurturing informed and active political engagement and beyond. Uh, you know, I've been banned uh, for my, from Twitter for my anti-Zionist speech. Or you know, you you you. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you, you don't like the word anti or pro. Apparently, uh, no, no, I, I like anti-Zionism. Oh, but uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah. Uh, you know, as uh, I've read in your, uh, you know, website. No, what I, what, I, what I mean is I don't like people looking at a situation, right, and not appreciating and finding the real core root cause, you see, and yeah. splitting human beings up, pro-woke, anti-woke. <laughs> you know, I was reading yeah, the, yeah. the Missouri-Biden lawsuit. Those guys plagiarized my entire lawsuit from 2020 where he exposed the backdoor portal. But the whole thing is the left is a problem. Only Biden is a problem. Come on, Trump is the one who created the entire infrastructure for CISA, right, to violate the First Amendment. And every fucking congressperson voted for CISA. So think about what I'm saying, that every time a real issue comes up, they know that our movement, that I will go to the, the root of it and will explain it to people and figure out what the real issue is. They always want to make it left or right, pro or anti, Democrat versus Republican, so they can juggle the ball all day, never solve the real issues. This journalist I was talking to, she concurred with me. She said that, you know, the entire cybersecurity infrastructure security agency should be blown up. It shouldn't exist. Why, why do you need this agency, which is essentially surveilling and censoring U.S. citizens using social media platforms? Now, once you understand that, and you really get that, then you can start seeing Musk for who he is. Elon Musk is not our fighter for free speech. The guy's a Zionist hoodlum. And he was put in place to give us this illusion of free speech. And our approach, our methodology, which we can educate everyone on, makes you a very, very powerful and really gets you truly thinking and tr truly becoming an agent of change. So the pro and anti thing. I refer to that when it's really the way the establishment does not want us to go after the root cause problem, right? Like they give a Band-Aid on the left or a Band-Aid on the right, but they do not want to address the root cause because if we do, they're both out of business. So uh, for those who will be listening to this, I do a live video version and then I you know, transfer it to podcast. Um, uh -huh. What's your campaign website? And how can people at this moment best assist your rare campaign that meets the criteria that, you know, I've, I've been so desperately searching for a good candidate to meet? William, first of all, you know, you I just saw the summary you gave on Truth From Health. And that was brilliant. You really, really abstracted it beautifully. Um, very, very impressed. So you should get involved. Um, you, first of all, you. 
out of Arizona. And I'm absolutely uh, going to. Yeah. So we need to, as you know, the biggest uh, thing that will scare the shit out of these people, us getting on the ballot in every state. So number one, every one of you listening, notice I haven't asked for one penny for everyone. If fucking Trump, Booby, any one of those guys was on, by the time this <laughs> talk took place, you would have probably had them begging for you for money and sending you 20 emails by now. We're building a real movement and our movement is based on you raising your consciousness and becoming an active citizen. Our, our thesis is if you wanna be a real citizen, you know, it's about service, service to citizenship. So number one, go to shiva numeral four president.com volunteer and what can you do right because every all of working people work hard um the first thing you can do is go get one of these bumper stickers it's really simple and why do i say this because this bumper sticker basically says fuck you to the establishment but more importantly a hundred thousand people see one of these it's a way that you can become um you know an activist driving around you put it very importantly you put it on the rear windshield the rear windshield of your car on the lower left corner. Very important. And if you're going to go to Shiva for president, you get one of these bumper stickers. They're about five bucks, including shipping. And you get, let's say you get five of them. Don't just give them to your friends. Make sure you go tell them, if I'm going to give you one, I got to put it on your car. A lot of people are lazy. They'll say they're going to do something, but activate them, which means putting it on their car. Okay, number one. Number two. When you volunteer, we have, uh, William, we've set up leaders and we're looking for more leaders in every state to get on the ballot. Um, we have to mobilize people. Some states, you have to get a thousand signatures. Other states, you have to get 2000. Other states, you need a hundred thousand. Um, some place like Florida, we need lots of volunteers. Again, to us, you volunteering and getting involved mobilizes a movement. The other people, as you know, William, what they do is they say, give me money, give me money. That's what Kennedy's doing. He's begging for money. By the way, anyone listening, please don't give these guys any money. Booby fucking Kennedy, all the GOP people, the Bidens or the Trumps, they have more than enough money. They should give you money, okay? Um, but they're asking, oh, I got to get on the ballot. I need money. You know why? Because they don't have any ground support. So they take your money and then they go hire professional Companies who uh, get signatures for them, charge them, you know, $10, $20 or whatever it is, five bucks, two bucks per signature. We're not doing that. We are mobilizing people because if we have people, it it gives people an activity to do and become part of it. So that's the second thing, right? Help us get signatures. The other thing is if you go to Sheba for president and go to the free downloads link, there's a very nice eight and a half by 11 flyer. And you can add this, uh, and I think John can show it. You can probably add it later on in post-production, William. And that flyer basically is a old school, you know, leaflet, right? I love it. And you can print it black and white. There's two columns to that flyer. The left side of that flyer educates people on what is the problem. And we focus on something, a key performance indicator like your health. The fact is, your child's lifespan is now going to be shorter than yours. That's quite extraordinary. And lifespans have been going like this since 1980. Again, Will, this gives us the opportunity to educate people. It's not just the left or the right, Democrat or Republican. All of them have been involved. And interesting enough, starts around 1984, right? From the policies of the Kennedys starting in 1960s. So the left and the right, Republicans and Democrats, have been destroying your physical 
body's immune system by the policies that they've passed. So that's the real problem because you can you have to make it very personal. Who's done this? Something that I call the swarm. So if you go to shattertheswarm.com, you'll see a very nice 15-minute video. You should gather your family, watch it. It'll really explain to you the dynamics, the system dynamics of who the enemy is. Then on the right side of that little flyer, as you're handing it out, you have it at home, put it on your refrigerator. It teaches you action steps. You know, watch our campaign video. Number two, go to Truth for New Health. Become a warrior scholar. And three, come to our open houses. Come to our open houses. They're online, 11 a.m. and 8 p.m. Um, and you can go to shiva numeral four presidentcom slash town hall or vashiva.com slash orientation to sign up. Absolutely free. You come there. Each week we go through different topics, but we are, we give you solutions to healthcare, solutions you can act on, solutions to the environment, solutions to education, innovation, governance, and economy. So my becoming president, I'll just do more of this. So we're not waiting to become president, William. We're doing it here and now, right? So those are the things people can do. Truthfreedomhealth.com, become a warrior scholar. Get the bumper sticker, hand out a leaflet, and you'll meet incredible people. And every weekends on Saturdays, you know, we do this entire volunteer uh, meeting online. You get to meet a lot of great people. And we help people build community. So that's what we're doing. This is a opportunity for every one of you not to vote for the lesser of two evils. You don't have to do that because all they're going to do is kill more and more and more children. And frankly, they want to kill you and depopulate you. They have no interest in uh, advancing the mass of working people. They, the goal is to exploit people, replace them ultimately with robots and AI so they get a world for themselves and to hell with the rest of us. So one thing that I'm going to start using on Truth, Freedom, Health is the uh, VA social that you got going on over there with the uh, Truth, Freedom, Health package because I've been suspended from Twitter because of, you know, my free speech that, you know, yeah, William, Elon's, we also Elon's. have our own. We've also created our own apps. Through our, we have our own data center so you can connect with people, you know. I think in Arizona, get involved. You can help us be the leader there and mobilize people. We have a whole infrastructure for you. Yeah, I I, I cannot wait. Um, send me an email anytime, um, and I'll 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 do what I can. And uh, yeah, John, yeah, John or Crystal will reach out. And to uh, you. and uh, let me uh, let me uh, just uh, mention uh, real quick. I uh, uh, just uh, yeah, let me let me know if you want to meet up with Cynthia, and I'll uh, yeah, I'll definitely. Send her. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Connect with Heather and let's connect with her. I'm very, very uh, eager to talk to her. Um, okay. So, uh, Dr. Shiva, everybody. Um, All right, guys. Maybe, maybe, maybe she, Dr. Shiva, Cynthia McKinney, 2024. That right. would be the killer ticket. The killer ticket. Hang on. Thank hang you. On. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank All you. All right. Be well. I have a couple of questions because I... 